What's up? I'm Amanda Costco, and you're listening to the Electric Runway Podcast, a podcast exploring the intersection of fashion and technology. Welcome back to the show. Today you're in for a special treat. My guest today is an internationally celebrated fashion tech designer. Anouk Vipra can be described as a unicorn in that her skill sets are rare and unique. She's known for fusing the world of couture fashion with robotics and artificial intelligence to create garments that come to life. Her designs move, breathe, and react to the environment around them. Before we get into our conversation, I wanted to let you know that this episode is brought to you by FITC. Electric Runway is a proud media partner of this upcoming conference on technology and creativity. If you want to hear from designers like Anouk, as well as speakers from companies like NASA, MIT Media Lab, Google, Adobe, Samsung, Shopify, Secret Location, and more, check out FITC Toronto, taking place April 29th through May 1st at the Hilton Hotel. You'll learn insights on not only fashion tech, but also everything from projection mapping, augmented reality, virtual reality, artificial intelligence, holograms, and beyond. For more information, visit FITC.ca. As a media partner leading up to this very exciting event, Electric Runway will be sharing conversations on the podcast with some of the speakers who will be presenting on stage at FITC Toronto. As a special gift, listeners of the Electric Runway podcast can receive 20% off their tickets to FITC when they use the discount code Electric Runway. That's all lowercase and no space Electric Runway. So you can check out FITC.ca to buy tickets, use that discount code, and it's quite a bit of savings. Anouk will be speaking at FITC on her ongoing work to make clothing interactive and intelligent. Here to tell us more, please welcome back to the show, the one, the only, Anouk Vibret. So Anouk, welcome to the show. Hey there. <laughs> so when we last spoke for the Electric Runway podcast, it was three years ago. Can you believe that? Yes, right. <laughs> Time flies. What have you been up to since then? A lot of things. I cannot remember them all, but I moved to Miami area. So I'm in Florida at the moment. I'm building out my new studio right at this moment. So I'm, I'm basically full with paints and all of that stuff. It's a lot of work to... Uh, <laughs> to sort of reconstruct uh, spaces and all of that. So yeah, so working from uh, basically Miami area, located in the USA. So I live in uh, America now uh, full time. And from here, I do basically my projects with um, Europe in the summer. And I'm doing a lot of work with California at the moment. So I just came from Los Angeles and from San Diego for a conference and a project with a car manufacturer. That's fantastic. So I want to talk about everything that you're working on. I know it's a limited time, but you recently did a project with Victoria Modesta. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, correct. It launched March 21st and it's a product with Rolls-Royce, with a car company. It is based on their car, the Black Batch. And Victoria Modesta is uh, basically, for the people that don't know her, a bionic pop artist. And uh, she also happens to be an uh, amputee. So she has a below-the-knee prosthetic leg, basically. And uh, with Victoria, I do a lot of collaborations, like making a leg that smokes or envisioning, like, for example, with another product, Sonifica, how her leg becomes some musical interface so she can play music with it 
And this current project is uh, in collaboration with Architect and Joe. And together we've been building a leg for her with the technology stored in the shoe. And that is in collaboration with United Nude. So there's a lot of like collaborations going on. And the prosthetist from, uh, from London, Alternative Limb Project. So together we've been working on this project in where um, her leg becomes an, a Jacob's Ladder. So basically there's like electricity flowing through her leg based on like a really small Tesla coil, which is in the heel of the shoe. So it's a really fun sort of wearable product in, in where her leg becomes uh, electrified. And that's, yeah, that happened over the last uh, half a year. So you're known for creating garments that go beyond just being regular fabric. So for example, a dress that tells people when they're standing too close by jutting out at the viewer or uh, releases smoke. Why do you think it's important to transform a prosthetic into a musical instrument? Basically, I see fashion as sort of an expressor and something that can emote us or something that can communicate something about us. And for me, placing technology on the body is, is the question of when and if we are placing these technological pieces or electronic components on the body, what does it do? And, and how can you create some kind of dialogue between the body and the technology that is living on her or him? For me, it's really important to see uh, yeah, the sign not as a dead thing, but uh, as an interactive Thing, something that can do something or in order to perceive or like communicate something very personal from you or something defensive or something emotional for me that is just really interesting to play around with and we're gonna put links up to victoria's work for our audience in case they haven't seen it before because she really is a true performer that you have to see to believe so anuk yeah. you've been traveling all over the world as you were mentioning can you share with us some interesting events and cities that you've experienced over the past few years that either took you by surprise or were really memorable for the design and innovation? Yeah, at the moment, like I got a lot of requests from Shanghai, which is really interesting. I think Shanghai is really sort of forefronting a lot in regarding to interactive arts and interactive experiences and, and especially in creating from their experiment perspective like what can we do sort of and they're super eager to learn about that so Shanghai there's a lot of things going on at the moment in the world of architecture and design and all of that stuff yeah for me also of course like coming from uh, San Francisco there's always something going on there and one cool event is AWE you're into like VR and all of that stuff is Augmented World Expo and I think it happens when, when does it happen in April I guess I assume in the summer, I believe. Yeah, it's coming up. Yeah, in the summer. Yeah, it's coming up. So that's uh, AWE. So it's a really cool conference about uh, AR and VR and where that's going to take us. Yeah, some other things I'm doing at the moment, a lot of things with Canada. So one thing is with in Montreal with Cirque du Soleil. We're trying to do some like innovative things regarding to fashion and technology that steps out of the theater world and into the real world, sort of. Also the Ottawa Make Fair at the end of the year. I'm doing a collaboration with a dance group and like launching that. Uh, that takes place in August and also FITC which is a cool conference about uh, technology basically yeah a lot of really cool people are there from illustration to design to architecture to like the stuff that I'm doing and basically we're coming together for a few days three days and we're talking about our work our process and all of that stuff so that is happening at the end of April. Speaking of designs that step off of the stage and into the real world, 
you recently did a project called Project Unicorn, and this isn't a performance piece. It's actually designed for kids in mind. Can you talk about that? Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Agents, it's called Agent Unicorn, and it's basically a unicorn wearable that uses neuroscience to help kids, and it's based on kids with ADHD. What it does is it's basically an, a unicorn horn on the head, and it has a little camera in there and also a board. So it's basically a headset with a camera. And what it does is it's recording brain signals. So I'm doing research using the P300, so that is like a location of eight electrodes on the head, of the back of the head. And I am tracking their attention deficit, so I'm basically tracking their focus. And whenever they are focusing on something, this little camera goes on, on their head and is recording what, whatever is happening in front of them yeah for me it's a little bit of playful device in where you can like record yeah sort of the things that trigger your attention but also regarding to the notion of adhd that often happens that yeah people get and especially kids they get overwhelmed and basically this device is there to to make them understand that anything and everything around them has an effect on them and yeah creating this with a sort of a visual notion by using the camera and, and actually showing them yeah what is happening and what is triggering their attention both in data which kids are actually super interested in and about and also like visual so they can actually see whatever they record so it's an yeah it's an it's a really cool a little bit more health and therapy focused uh, other than a robotic dress, for example, you know. But it's really fun to, to explore this, especially with kids, because they're so tech-savvy and they really want to know what is going on in their body, you know. So for them to see all of that data is really fun. Yeah, it's fascinating. And it seems with both Agent Unicorn and the projects that you've done with Victoria Modesta, there seems to be this challenging of the status quo when it comes to medical devices, whether that be a traditional EEG device or traditional prosthetic, rethinking what it could be and challenging this idea of what is normal through fashion. Yeah, correct. Especially like Victoria is such a great role model in not seeing things as a disability, but seeing it as an enablement or as an ability, you know, instead of being sad, basically, that, that you have a prosthetic like, like, hey, what can that be? What can I do? And how can I rise above this notion of, of missing, for example, a leg and having an, a tech-based leg that can actually have a sort of a superpower in there? So that is just really worth, fun to work with her and explore that. And especially also with Agent Unicorn what you already say it has a limited notion of like having yeah having an, an extra additional uh, interface with you that that does something for you or that can help you in a new way yeah and it's fun because kids can interact with it and it doesn't feel like they're being treated differently we're talking to kids on their level with something like that so it's a fantastic project and again we're going to put the video on electric runways so that people can look and learn more so Anouk, you're undoubtedly one of the most famous and accomplished fashion tech designers, and you've been doing this for so long. I'm interested to know in your perspective of how this has changed over the last few years. Do you see fashion tech going more mainstream? Do you think that people are disenchanted with it because certain wearable technology products didn't do very well on the market? 
How are you thinking about fashion tech right now? What I think from the market is like there's definitely more understanding uh, from when I started with it in, in the beginning of 2000. Like there, there was none and it was really hard to communicate as a designer. It's really hard to communicate certain things like the possibilities, the things that are not possible. I think like it's a, it's a really fun world at the moment because there's an understanding. There's an understanding on what the systems need. There's an understanding what what we need, like for example, batteries or like washability or like any of these topics you know and it's much easier to to talk to each other about that stuff and also to come up with solutions so solutions come much faster whether that is like a showpiece or a device or whatever we can make we can make it in like in a few days instead of a few months or years or you know so basically research on this field and especially if you're talking about devices goes much much faster because you 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 have a mutual understanding if that is the fashion industry the technology industry like the design world the architectural world everybody understands each other at this point and in the past that was different because architecture has their own like language design technology you know and fashion as well and i think that is it's a really nice year sort of you know in where there is mutual understanding and that that people do understand like the limitations and also the possibilities of what this has. Yeah, it's becoming more interdisciplinary and that's making better products and experiences at the end of the day. Yeah, correct. So, yeah. you know, a lot of talk right now in the technology community is around artificial intelligence. This is something that you've mm-hmm. been incorporating into your dresses for a long time. How do you see AI playing out in future garment for everyday life? Especially, I think, like in the health scene, of course, like it has something scary to it, uh, biometric data or like some data from yourself, but it can also help, you know. So what I just think is interesting when and if you place like body sensors on the body, like what it can do for you, it can detect things before you feel them. It can help you with stress levels before they appear into something like anxiety or depression or some kind of moderation regarding to that. And there is like... Like, there's a lot of talk regarding to AI where it goes to do we need to control it uh, will it control us and all of that that scary stuff but in the end of the day it is something that is there to help us from our perspective right so I think like yeah regarding to for example seeing like recognizing strokes or rehabilities and all of that stuff I think there's something some really interesting things and that are appearing like especially in the health tech scene that I'm super interested in and also yeah interested in the discussion around the agency of artificial intelligence and and where that goes and and all of that I think there are going to be much more like custom devices and that is interesting because you don't have a device that's overall doing something or it it might not sort of uh, devices that are custom made for a certain purpose because technology is small enough and cheap enough to actually create these custom vehicles of data transmission and I think that world as that opens for example the open BCI community which is an open brain computer interface community in where people make their own devices but also for example in the scene of diabetes there's like an open pancreas in where the, um, the founder Dana she tries to uh, make people create their own devices for diabetes and for uh, like regulation of that and I think that's just really interesting that these open source groups come about in where they say uh, more expensive devices should be for the mass and it should be open source and how can we do that because not only for example a rich population have access to this but anybody can have access to it and and people might be able to create their own devices that can help them and their community 
And I think that for me always, like, yeah, open source is, is one of my favorites. So I, I just love all the initiatives uh, that come about. There's a conference and a platform called Hackaday, which is really interesting regarding to that health perspective. And then also like the open source communities like Hackster.io, Instructables. Uh, com. These are all things that you can go on and like see projects that are open source that you can actually use and that you can go on. You might not like the color or the design or the code, you know, and you take it and you make it your own and you publish it back, for example, for other people to learn. And I think that whole community is just yeah super interesting because partially I'm part of it. Open sourcing some of the, the materials that are now super expensive, whether that is a super expensive prosthetic leg or a diabetes device. I think, yeah, that is the future, making that much more accessible. And it needs to have happen otherwise the people who have the money are going to be able to have the best devices and the people who don't they'll be left out of this kind of biological revolution that we're going through so it's important yeah so Anuk, yeah you, correct you have been part of the maker community for as long as I've known you which is a few years now one of your first dresses you put on instructables and people have tried to make their own iteration of it over the years do you see yourself as a part of the fashion community Hmm. <laughs> Good question. I think like I'm I'm in between like fashion, technology, design, architecture. I don't see myself necessarily as yeah part of a community. I'm stepping in all of them. I'm a little bit a thinker. I'm a little bit a maker. Like all of that stuff. I mean. I come from the fashion background, that's what, that was my first study before I got into robotics, you know. So from that point of view, it would be like, yeah, I, I started with women's wear and a couture tailoring of women's wear. So from that perspective, I started with it and I enrolled into more the world of technology. But you, you refuse to be defined. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I think we're all at this point a hybrid of each other, you know, like an, an architect is busy with fashion, a fashion designer is busy with architecture, a designer is busy with, uh, you know, so uh, like cooking, for example. So it's kind of a funny thing in where these things are like undefined and we try to define them as uh, UX design, interaction design. But what is the hybrid of that? You know, the, the children that are growing up now, uh, what are they being defined as? So it's a really, it's a really funny like world how as soon as we started to work like what you say interdisciplinary how everybody became sort of a hybrid of of uh, multiple fields you know so yeah and do you see yourself as a role model especially for young women who are looking at you and perhaps they don't see themselves reflected elsewhere in technology I mean a lot of the garments you make are for women do you see yourself as someone that they can look up to well that is that's up for them to decide what I what I do do is like I try to do as much as I can regarding to like getting girls into technology and like supporting that kids in general getting them to do more with electronics for example you know because I, I think it's just a really fun thing like an, a girl might like speaking for myself like a girl might not be connected to technology from the start maybe a boy would and that's always changing you know but by the notion of fashion I think there's a more like visual or more communicative and more connective sort of culture that that girls might be into you know because yeah fashion is fun and especially when you have fashion that becomes robotic you know that is just like speaking to minds and I think that is just a really fun way to get yeah kids or girls or whatever that is uh, interested in working with electronics and technology because it's just 
it's a lot of fun and, and the world is open, you know, it's, it's not confined by anything and anything is possible regarding to creating interactions with yourself, on your body, in the surroundings, on others, you know. So it's just such a fun field that, that I'm happy to help people get into by giving lectures or workshops or I have a lot of like students and girls that are writing to me and I give them support and help over the email on how to get started and also like publishing on Instructables and Hexter and such things. So I think it's just like really important that as a designer or as an whatever you are, you know, to not only keep things for yourself, but uh, see how you can give some part of yeah your stuff away regarding to education or open sourcing or putting stuff online because it's just really important for like yeah future gener generations to grow up with um, again access to material and access to information through the internet or maker spaces hacker spaces uh, maker fairs uh, schools and all of that stuff i just think that's that's an important thing so I'm not going to take up too much more of your time. Thank you so much for speaking with us. Uh, but you're going to be speaking again at FITC in Toronto. Can you briefly tell us more about your talk and what audiences in Toronto can expect? Yeah, um, FITC is a really fun conference. I've been there multiple times in Toronto, Amsterdam, and they throw these yeah, conferences all over the world. And it's yeah mainly a bunch of people coming together from different backgrounds and telling a little bit about their process and their work and the projects that they're currently working on and what goes wrong and what goes right and like being super open about that. So it's a really fun like design, technology, a little bit critical conference, uh, which has a lot of appeal to, to designers and illustrators or people busy with technology or tinkering so yeah that's basically what I also will be doing like tell a little bit about my process and my current work and and all of that stuff great I look forward to catching it and seeing you in person again Anouk how can people <laughs> follow you and stay in touch you can, you can follow me on Instagram Facebook Twitter all of that stuff uh, my smoke dress is currently on display at Autodesk Gallery in San Francisco and also the spider dress is in a new exhibition called Wire to Wear in the Museum of Science and Industry in Chicago which will be there for a year so you can also see these yeah, dresses live if you go to those uh, museums and galleries Fantastic. And once again, we'll put links up on Electric Runway so people can take a look. Anouk, thank you so much for your time. Always a pleasure. Yay. Hope to see you soon in uh, Toronto. That was my conversation with Anouk Vipret. For images and video of all the projects Anouk mentioned, please visit electricrunway.com. Click on podcast and view the entry for episode 108. We always put up additional links and further reading in case you want to learn more about guests on this show. To see Anouk on stage at FITC Toronto, visit FITC.ca. Use the discount code Electric Runway. Once again, that's all lowercase with no space, Electric Runway, to receive 20% off your tickets. FITC Toronto is an international creative technology conference that will be taking place in my hometown of Toronto, April 29th through May 1st, 2019. Tune in next week where we'll continue our FITC podcast series with an interview with Stephen Martell of Current Studios. Current Studios is an award-winning experiential design studio that has delivered innovative and engaging work for retail and beauty clients, including Walmart and CoverGirl. But that's next week. Until next time, here's looking towards the future.